Welcome to Sky Talkers. Here are your hosts, Charlotte and Caitlin. Hello, and welcome to Sky Talkers. I'm your host, Charlotte. Hey, everyone. I'm your other host, Caitlin, and welcome to this week's episode where we are talking all about the Bad Batch episode, Rampage. Yes, we're here. And guess what? Caitlin and I are together. And that's why the audio might not be the best. (laughs) It's just different. It's just different. It's It's just just a little bit more atmospheric, you know? It's Yeah. It's uh, not as we usually record in our closet. So when we record together, we use like one microphone because we're not technologically savvy. So we need to work on that. And our closets are not, are big, not big enough, enough for, for both, both of us. us. So it just has to be one of, like out yeah. in the open. <laughs> so that's how it is. But yeah. Caitlin and I watched Rampage this morning. Mm-hmm. I came to Atlanta last night. I'm here for the weekend and. Caitlin and I had like a nice little sleepover. We played. Oh my god! We played Mario Party, and it was like a mess because War- we chose Wario <laughs> as the computer, and I have never played against never. a worse, computer. like a no worse meaning. He was winning so, so everything. Good. No, no, no. Okay, this is Mario Party two, guys, <laughs> on Nintendo 64. Nintendo sixty four, right? Old school. Charlotte and I used to play this game all the time together, but we haven't played in probably seven, eight years, mm-hmm. something like that. So. Charlotte picks Wario as <laughs> our other computer. And I kid you guys, I kid you not, by like round seven out of 35, Wario had four stars. And the rest we of We had us zero. Had I had zero nine. coins. I kept getting robbed. Whatever. No one cares. But it was just like... <laughs> it was absurd. It was, it was really absurd. I've never had a worse game. We, Charlotte and I came in last. <laughs> Wario and Peach, the computers won. Wario schooled all of us. Like, it was... And we, we put him at normal, too. It wasn't even at hard. No. It was, it was a bloodbath. <laughs> it was a bloodbath. Was, there was no hope for us. None. Anyway, that was last night. <laughs> and this is now. Yeah, and this morning we watched Rampage. And this was such a fun episode, especially to watch together. Honestly, this show... Again, like I said last week... I knew this show would be amazing, but I didn't know that it would just be like a, such a good, I don't know, every weekend, starting off the weekend with this. It's great little rampage, rampage, <laughs> little rampage <laughs> with, um, I don't know, this crew and you never know what you're going to get. And it's just nice and it's really exciting, you know? Yeah, I think this episode was was really fun. This was a fun episode and I'm glad we got to watch this one together. I think... I still think the Fennec episode, you know how every week I've said, this is my new favorite episode. So this isn't your new favorite episode. No, I think the Fennec episode is still my favorite right yeah. now. But this one was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was directed by Seward Lee, who we've seen before. And it was written by Tamara Betcher Wilkinson. New new writer? New writer, yeah. And we looked her up and she's done work on a lot of shows, particularly Daredevil, Iron Fist, Runaways and Buffy the Vampire Slayer as producer, script coordinator, writer, kind of like many different hats. So welcome to Star Wars. Yeah, welcome to Star (laughs) Wars. This is the first Star Wars thing she's done. And I thought her writing was great on this episode. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we see her again because I kind of checked out her Twitter bio and everything. Mm -hmm. And she lists the Bad Batch first as like writer on the Bad Batch. So it makes me wonder if, you know, we'll see her again or in some capacity Unlike that writer that we had for Cut and Run, which was freelance, like specifically freelance. Yeah. So I feel like this this one felt like, oh, it was written by – she must be part of the team, right? Yeah. I think it's interesting kind of all these writers that seem to be coming from different backgrounds that we've had so far on Bad Batch. Um, and I think it's been great. I've loved 
these episodes, I think the writing has been really strong. And mm-hmm. I think this episode just followed that pattern. Totally. <laughs> totally. So what did you think of the episode overall? I loved it. I thought it was great. Another yeah. banger. Like I feel and I just feel like the pacing of this episode is just like so amazing. I feel like I we had to pause it in between and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm ready to keep going, <laughs> you know, and it felt like there's never really a good place to pause in an episode like this. Yeah, I feel like the episodes, they all feel like long episodes. Like there's a lot of time in them, even though they're all kind of like 25 minutes. Yeah. But they all feel longer in a yeah. good way, not like dragging. But yeah, the pacing is really, is good. Yeah, It's totally. really good. Totally. I think before we start, I think we do have to talk about the important thing of Wrecker talking about his head hurting. <laughs> We've been tracking this. <laughs> and every time it happens, I think Keelan and I looked at each other. We were like, oh, oh no. Because no. last week we were talking about, I think it was Joey in our yeah. Discord who have been like, oh, yeah, he hit his head again. And last week in our episode, we were like, if he mentions it at the top end of the next episode, that's when we know it's a problem. Mm-hmm. And he did. <laughs> it's not okay. It's not- we both looked at each other like, oh, no. no yeah. And then he's just getting banged around by the rancor at the end. And we're like, oh, my God. It's not okay. <laughs> it's so bad. I, I don't know. And he's like, oh, my God, my head. Someone in the Discord today was like, I need to take some Tylenol. And it's like, yeah, please just take some Tylenol. Do they not? They're out of supplies. They don't have a lot of supplies. Well, something that's, I guess, important to think about is that is that Wrecker actually said, that his head hurt to another member of the Bad Batch. So it's like yeah. they're aware of this, you yeah. know? And I hope that that will come back around about – which I think they're they're, think they're already aware of, like, the chip situation and everything. It's been every episode. So I hope that, like, when inevitable – something is going to happen. It's got the – it, they brought it up again at the beginning of this episode before – like completely separate it's noticeable right yeah yeah yeah, it's noticeable (laughs) and uh we were like if he talks about it again that's when we we know for sure and uh what i mean is i think that the the rest of the batch batch crew will be pretty sympathetic and i think it'll be oh yeah we'll we'll see how that goes because wrecker is like a beast so unfortunately i feel like it it could be really bad but i hope that they're like I know exactly what the problem is. Let's fix this. Rex has to come into the picture somehow. There, no, I think I still think what's going to happen is it's going to get bad for Wrecker, mm-hmm. and the only thing they're going to know to do is to go back to Camino. Oh no! Remember, they're going to pull the double whammy of helping Wrecker and getting Crosshair back. Oh no! And I think that's what they're going to try to do. Oh my god! Oh my god! That's what I think. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's talk about Omega getting a calm link. It was so cute. Oh, my God. Wait, was... what was your cute moment of this episode? Oh, I think it was probably – no, my cute moment of the episode is also a Wrecker and Omega moment. Yeah. When, um, yeah, me too. When and... they said that Sid says, oh, it looks like the kid is the smart one. And Wrecker goes yeah. – <laughs> gets like... a high five. Yeah. That I think that was my favorite cute moment. Yeah, there's just – there was a lot of cute ones. I like I like when Omega got the, the comm link and was yeah. like playing with it. But something interesting here was there was a little bit of ground – rules being laid down right like <laughs> stranger danger like stay with us and they're they're learning yeah how to be dad the dad batch the dad batch yeah so i i still think she needs a helmet like she's walking around without a helmet and I, it's like she's being hunted i know she needs she needs like an ezra helmet, yeah. like ezra had i think that this episode was when she got that bow and arrow situation mm-hmm. and i had I, I thought it was interesting because i thought that that bow was a night sister bow based off of the pink and everything but apparently it's a zagurian 
Expo, which is cool, but uh, that was not what I thought it was. <laughs> I think it's really cool Omega getting kind of her own weapon and yeah. kind of selecting something for herself. Charlotte and I in the episode were talking about how she's kind of collecting things across the galaxy right now yeah. with the doll that she got from last week on Pintora, now the Zygerian bow. I think it's just kind of interesting and, and almost like um, symbolic of all these lessons, these episodes she's going through. But I'm excited to see her pick up the the bow and arrow, like pick up the skill of it, because I think we've talked about the, the idea that Omega can like learn very quickly and kind of absorb yeah. other people's skills in a way. So I'm excited to see her actually use it, especially because it's not something that any of the other Bad Batch really have yeah. is that that bow and arrow kind of weapon that they use right i'm still waiting Aside for maybe crosshair for omega's like specialty to be examined because you know they each have their skill right mm-hmm. and now that omega is part of the group i think that her ability to suss out like the truth or something might be her strength but i would i kind of want it to be labeled well i think i mean she was the one who knew who Sid was. Yeah, I know. There's that's what I mean. There. Yeah, there's yeah. something there. And none of the Bad Batch are paying attention <laughs> to it. She's like, oh, you're Sid. And they're just, <laughs> that cut, it was so funny when Sid goes, oh, you're pretty smart or something like yeah. that. Uh, they didn't, you're smarter than your friends there. And it cuts back to them going, well, I don't know. Like, I thought that Sid was here. You Echo, you told us Sid was here. Dumb boys. And then you hear <laughs> Echo on their, oh my God, her calmly go, I found Sid. <laughs> yeah, it was great. There was a lot of good, like, pieces of solid timing in this episode yeah. if that makes sense comedic like was, timing yeah it was good yeah okay so let's talk about the fact that we're now on Ord Mandel and we um encountered the Zagirians so I wanted to bring up something that I've been thinking about for the past week because a friend of ours Tori tweeted about it so I googled Ord Mandel because I was like oh this sounds familiar and like I've I feel like it's mentioned in like the Attack of the Clones or Revenge of the Sith or something. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't remember if we had seen it in the Clone Wars and we probably have, but I just, it's fine. But a lot of stuff came out about Ord Mandel about after the fall of the Republic, about the Black Sun crime syndicate being the location base there. And I bring this up just because I think it might be an interesting place for the Bad Batch to continue down this road of exploring crime syndicates especially because the idea of a guild was mentioned in this episode which from the mandalorian we know about the bounty hunters guild and that whole shebang right but i bring this up because our friend tori fox on twitter tweeted about the potential of dryden voss from solo coming into the series which i think is really interesting it's like an interesting concept because if you think about kanan and deba balapa like they came in to this series and we should have thought about that because they already created the character model in Clone Wars season seven. Mm-hmm. So a lot of like in like a real world. We're thinking process, about the budget. Yes. And I think that there's so much about it that like, okay, first, number one, it, I'm not saying that the Clone Wars season seven was like cheap and I don't think it was, but there's yeah. something about the fact that they already had the materials there that mm-hmm. they could go forward with that was like easy on the production or like it was like an easy choice right they were like oh we already have those models yeah we we can do that we can make it better and make it look better but these concepts have already been developed Mm -hmm. and so same thing about Kanan and Deppa right like oh they were we already have those character models let's put them here or it was like the whole it like all came together right 
And um, the fact that we saw Dryden also in Clone Wars season seven in the season Mandalore arc with in that council, like he was a hologram with Maul yeah. um, on Mandalore. I don't know. I think there's something there about us kind of going down this like dark and shady path of like the Bad Batch potentially needing to make money with the guild and like what's next. Like clearly Sid knew who Fennec Shand was. She had to find out though. Yeah, but she did find out. Yeah. (laughs) And so she has that concept. Like she understands what that's – I don't know. I I think that there's just something there about that and I wanted to bring it up because I thought that was a really good point that Tori made. Yeah, I think it's really good. It's important to like track these things because I find that often for me it's hard to conceptualize the cost of making a set, like a digital set in animation when they're like, yeah, we don't have the budget. They talked about this a lot throughout Clone Wars of like, we don't have the budget to make a new character model or a new set. Or they'll talk about just like, I remember this one behind the scenes feature out talking about Plo Koon and Ahsoka when Mm -hmm. it was baby Ahsoka and the hand that reaches down to Ahsoka in that scene. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's Plo Koon, but it's someone else's hand. (laughs) And they're like, yeah, we couldn't like remake Plo Koon's hand. So we just put a new glove on it. Like they literally like switch the costume out, but the model is still the same. Like, I don't know. It's hard to like, I don't, I can't conceptualize it in my (laughs) head because I'm like, it's, it's not physically there, you know yeah. what I mean? But I think that's that kind of stuff is important to think about when we're looking for clues and honestly speculating about this kind yeah. of stuff because I think it was such a good point that Tori brought up of Dryden. And yeah, we have already seen him. That character design already exists in Clone Wars. And honestly, they probably included him with Clone Wars because Bad Batch was already in some form of production. And so maybe it was actually Bad Batch that they decided to use him from, thus threading him into Clone Wars, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, but both of those are, like, cheap options. Yeah. <laughs> and cheap, like, it obviously is a relative term, but, but like... cheap and, like, it's thinking ahead. Thinking yeah. ahead. Honestly, it's just, it's planning. Yeah. It's, just it's planning. not just cheap in money, but also cheap in time. Yeah. So I think that that's something to track. We'll revisit that a little bit later, right? <laughs> <laughs> we're tracking writers and we're tracking uh, side characters yes. that appeared randomly mm-hmm. in Clone Wars. Yeah. <laughs> So, well, honestly, like, that's kind of not even just Dryden. Like, let's talk about how, like, we saw Cut in the Clone Wars and now came in, he came yeah. into this. Like, Well, I mean, even honestly, Maul. I know. it's There's all these, like, there's yeah. a lot of pieces. What's so, That's what's so cool about the Bad Batch is that it can, like, live behind a bunch of these and answer yeah. a lot of questions that we're all wondering. Yeah. Um, I also wanted to bring up the fact that, okay, so when we get to Ord Mandel and we start hearing about um, the Zygerians... Caitlin and I, like, we love the Zygerian arc in the Clone Mm. Wars. It's one of our favorites. And I feel like once you hear the name Zygerian, you're like, oh, this is going to be, like, dark. Yeah. Yeah. And because this is the slavers, right? Yeah. The more prominent slavers in the galaxy besides the huts. And so I thought it was interesting that basically Omega has to be explained what a slave is. And Mm. it's also... It's pretty similar, I mean, to the fact that, like, in the conversation about, like, clones being treated as people and not property. Yeah. um, Based off of the fact that they were owned and created by the Kaminoans and the Republic, and now they're kind of existing in the world. So it was interesting for Omega to be explained that, and I think there's definitely a link, like, a thematic link there um, that they were hoping to explore and to kind of get into your head about. Yeah, I think that anytime Star Wars kind of brings up this topic, we've talked about this a few times before, about just really talking about it more, because this is honestly a huge issue in the galaxy. And it really makes me wonder if 
Omega, honestly, is going to be the one to be like, oh, isn't that like what the Kaminoans do to all of you, to all of us? Because I think Omega, she – like the clones, like the Bad Batch, when they're explaining what it is to Omega and she's very like, wait, what? People can do that? And the the Bad Batch are like, yes, and it's wrong and we have to stop it. And I almost want Omega to be like, but the Kaminoans consider you property. Like you don't see yourself as a slave. But they were kind of they were slaves to the Republic. And like yeah. that was their purpose. They were created as property. And I just wonder if they're going to make that connection I think they at will. some point. I think so too, especially bringing like they put in the Zygerians for a reason. Yeah. So I hope it comes up soon because I think it's an important conversation. And also in our larger discussion about the humanity of the clones and their purpose, I think they have to go through all of like the trauma that they've endured of being considered property in order to discover who they really are, who they want to be too. Yeah, completely. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about the Rancor. So (laughs) number one, this Rancor was so cute. Some funky creatures in this episode. I loved it. Yeah, that that Tigerian lizard thing. Like we've seen that before, but it looked really good in this episode. It looks really good. It looks so weird. Yeah. And I think that there's something that I really like about the show. I've talked about this before in the last creature episode. It's no secret that if you've ever listened to any of our animation episodes, like I've been really critical about how, and honestly, The Mandalorian too, I've been super critical about how the creature is always killed at the end. Like creature of the week, like must take down the creature and show our dominance. Like not my type of story. I don't think that's what Star Wars is. Yeah. And I think that bringing in the Rancor here, you know, there's a lot to be (laughs) discussed about whether or not this Rancor is the Rancor in... Return of the Jedi? I don't think it is. I don't think it is because it's a she different is. name. She, she, yeah. she, she, she. Um, because apparently that Rancor's name is Patisa, not Moochie. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't think it's the same. But uh, wonder what happened, and maybe we'll see Moochie in the Book of Boba Fett. Who knows? Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's. I don't know. Like, I think it's. It was also a strange choice at the end to have Bib Fortuna like caressing. The Rancor. A very sympathetic, like, sweet Bib Fortuna. Like, all he wants is, is just Moochie weird. back. And yeah. He loves Moochie. Time to go home, Moochie. It's, like, really when it's, like, the Rancor's going from one slaver to another. Like, yeah, it's kind of, it's depressing. Like, I'm happy that our protagonists and, like, main characters are, went through this together of, like, meeting the creature on the level. Like, when Tech explains that the, uh, the alpha, yeah, the Rancor is, like, that's how they communicate and that's how they're, you know, yeah, that's how they communicate. Yeah, show dominance. Yeah, show dominance. And so then Wrecker meets the Rancor on their level. And I think that that was really cool to see. Like, that makes sense to me. And so the entire portrayal was pretty sympathetic. Like, you're like, oh, my gosh, I love Moochie. Yeah. Would die for Moochie. <laughs> and um, but at the end, it was like, oh, Oof. Yeah, where where is she really going, going back to? It's, it's interesting. Yeah, because we don't even know if that. I don't. I think it's pretty much confirmed that's not the same rancor from Return of the Jedi. Is that just Bib Fortuna's personal rancor? Does Bib Fortuna that, keep his rancor somewhere else? That's why I'm like that. Jabba, Book of Boba Fett. It's, it's weird. It's weird. <laughs> Can't believe <laughs> our care. Our biggest carryover will be Fennec and Muchi. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> Into the Book of Boba Fett. I will say, for as much as I am usually not the like, like the King Kong Godzilla, like that yeah. whole monster versus monster is not usually my jam. But I did really enjoy the 
the tussle between the Rancor and the Zygerian, yeah. like, flying lizard. I thought it was so funny. And finally, when the Rancor gets in one last hit and the lizard's just like, all right, I'm out. No, biting the tail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Launching on the tail. And it's like, whoa, okay, too far. And just, like, slither flies away. I also like that moment where um, – Omega releases the Rancor from the cage. Like, I thought that was nice. And I thought that, again, with the timing of this episode, the timing is just so good because there was that, like, you don't know what she actually did until she's like, I freed freed her, you know? And um, I also thought this... Something that was interesting about this episode to me is that when the Zagirians boarded the Bad Batch's ship, I was like, oh, Moochie doesn't exist. Moochie is just a code name for Omega. And they're actually Sid after, yeah, Sid set them up. And it was, they were after, actually after Omega, which added a, I don't know if other people felt this way, but I felt like this added a, another layer of like suspicion about like, who is Moochie, you know, mm-hmm. or like, is Omega going to be okay? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I think that that, it, whether or not that was intentional, like it worked for me because mm-hmm. it was like, who, 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 you know? Well, I think we were used to in the Mandalorian of everyone they met was after Grogu. Yeah. And so we're kind of conditioned to think that of this like mysterious kid yeah. who someone wants. Yeah. So I, when you said that when we were watching it, I was like, oh, they have been set up. Yeah. And like even going back to the Dryden Voss theory about like maybe Dryden hired Fennec. Yeah. Um, I don't even know if I said that in this episode, but like Dryden Voss coming into it, maybe Dryden was the one that hired, hired Fennec. Fennec. Yeah. Um, I think Sid said something about how it was like a single hire. Yeah. Because Fennec is so new. Like, this is her beginning, which I think is also an interesting character exploration for her. Like, this is her yeah. character origin. Yeah. And – Like, her first job. Her first job. One of her, her first, first big jobs. Yeah. And I I just, like – I think we're going to see more of Fennec. And I, I wonder if they're going to um, team up or something, like, overcome their differences or something. I think they will. I think they will, too. But yeah. I also wonder how that's going to look just based off of the fact that, that this is her first. Like, I feel like it's more – um, she's probably more likely to do that because she's a newbie. She got pre herself. Yeah. Yeah. I think something that while you were talking, I kind of found myself the rabbit hole I was going down in my head was where is Maul during this time period mm. with our connection to Dryden, who hired Fennec. If Maul is somehow at the top of this chain, he probably has a pretty good idea. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he knows a lot more about the Kaminoans mm. than we think he does oh with gosh. kind of all of his research and yeah. um, obsession with Palpatine and, and knowing Anakin and all of that. I wouldn't be surprised if he knows about Omega and that's why he's after her. Like, if the cha- through the chain of Maul, Dryden, to Fennec, to Omega, I wouldn't be surprised if there's linkage there. Yeah, I because wonder. I wonder if he does know. Maul, Maul escaped at the end. Yeah, of I the Clone Wars. I'm just trying to re- remember if Maul actually cared at all about like the clones, the building of the clones, the like amassing of the army. I feel like he doesn't care. I don't think he does, but I think that he all he cares about is Palpatine. Yeah, and so if if having Omega could somehow lead to the demise of Palpatine. Right. That's what he's going to care about. Yeah. That is dependent on what exactly Omega's specialty is, like we've been talking about. But I think because he's escaped, my guess is he's still on his mission to get rid of Palpatine and Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. Um, or Vader. 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, it's, I still think it'd be Palpatine and uh, Obi-Wan. Maul in this time period is really fascinating. Yeah. Because we see him in Solo. So it's like, yeah. what happens? Like, and that's exactly. why the crime syndicate thing is so interesting mm-hmm. is that I don't, I don't know if it means anything, but the very fact that Ord Mantel was a location for the Black Sun, like it makes yeah. you think. It makes you makes wonder. You makes, makes you, you really wonder. wonder. Makes you wonder what's going on. Okay. So what did you think about Sid? I really liked Sid. <laughs> Me too. Me too. She was great. Yeah. When she popped up, I found myself when she was like, yeah, Sid's not here. I was like, this is this, a Yoda this thing. Is, this, this is Sid. Yeah. It's this a Yoda thing. thing. Yeah, this is a Yoda thing. <laughs> <laughs> Sid, he's me. She's yeah, she's, me. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I liked Sid. I liked her vibe. I I liked her office a lot. Mm-hmm. I thought it was um, well put together. If you remember in our resistance discussion, I really loved uh, Doza's office. Yeah. Had like a cool vibe to it. Joseph's office was great because of the lighting situation. You always comment on that. Yeah, it had great lighting and great plants too. Yeah. In, in <laughs> office. So true. Charlotte today was in my apartment. She goes to Caitlin. You can't buy any more plants. Yeah, I think it's it. <laughs> I think Caitlin has reached the the, the limit on plants in my house right now. I don't even. I feel like some people have way more plants than I have. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Doza had great plants. I've been put on a plant. Uh, I've cut you off. Yeah, yeah. Probably, I can't think of the word like a plant hiatus, is, basically, yeah. until until one of them dies, mm-hmm. which is probably sooner rather than later. But yeah, I really liked Sid. I'm. I wasn't super clear on if she was a part of the guild herself, or she just knows about the guild, and that's how she was able to get info on Fennec because she wasn't she wasn't able to say who hired mm-hmm. Fennec, which I think is interesting. So I don't necessarily think she's a part of the guild. I think she just runs like this kind of solo operation by herself i think she's like a maz kanata type figure yeah i think you're right i mean i think they were playing into that character type a little bit with her which Mm -hmm. makes sense because like a bar owner it's just kind of the same vibe snarky and but the the difference is that ending (laughs) with her that was like lingering and surprising yeah, and it made like, me feel I can very keep a secret. Yeah, like, it made me feel very uneasy. Can you? I know. <laughs> the answer is no. What's the word? Uncomfy. uncomfy. Yeah, it's super <laughs> uncomfy. And I think that I don't trust Sid. I enjoyed her character and everything that like transpired. I thought yeah. the snark was really great, especially with Omega and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And I like that she called um, Hunter dark, dark and, and broody. <laughs> I was like, yes, thank you for saying what everyone is thinking. <laughs> We've nailed it. And I'm glad that, like, that's out in the open. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think what's important to note about Sid is that she didn't really mention anything about Omega. I don't think she's connected the dots mm-hmm. of Fennec. I think she thinks Fennec is after the bad batch mm-hmm. because she kind of says that to Hunter at the end of, you know, if you've got Fennec after you, you you lot must be pretty valuable mm-hmm. and it's not actually i mean the bad batch are valuable but fennec is after omega that's her bounty that she's after right now but yeah it was super chilling at the end when she was like you're gonna need a lot of friends and money especially money so you know that if someone comes and offers sid enough money she'll probably really so easily true. give them up yeah yeah and i wonder too if fennec ends up because fennec is trying to track them right so depending on if she if fennec ends up talking to Sid and she's like yeah little girl and Sid's like wait that's the bounty yeah I still was surprised that 
Fennec was really only after Omega in in that last episode and yeah. really didn't care that much about the Bad Batch. I actually think that another party will be interested in the Bad Batch, not just Fennec. I think that like maybe the Empire or somebody, maybe maybe we're already, you know, I say that and I'm like, well, Crosshair is interested in the Bad Batch, right? <laughs> so maybe, and it's like, it's interesting because we actually have, now we have two episodes where we haven't checked in on Crosshair, so I wonder what's going on. Oh, how is he? I know. Is he still just sitting in his bunk really, really sad, sad in the Bad Batch bachelor pad? Talk about dark and broody. <laughs> I, I feel like there's, some things are developing there. <laughs> I know it. I think it's going to be a, a a dual tracking, right? Like we have Crosshair going after the Bad Batch and then we have Fennec going after Omega. So yeah. they're having to protect themselves on kind of all fronts. Right. But I honestly think I'm going to run with the Maul is after Omega theory for a little bit. I'm running with the Dryden is after Omega theory. But I think that Maul is over Dryden. Oh, well, that's true. Yeah. So, so. I think... I think- <laughs> that's, that's fast. We're, this, we're on the same line here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't like at least at some point that becomes fact. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, it was in Clone Wars yeah. or at least it, they had, well, I don't know. I can't remember now their conversation. If, if it, he didn't really say anything. He was just there. Yeah. They were just like, like run. They were like, all right, because he's got yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. I really liked this episode. Yeah. I thought, I thought it was it. beautiful. Again, I yeah. thought the animation and the camera angles, I think this series is really being bold with the camera angles. Like I'm, I'm like consistently surprised. Yeah. It really is like it, it's very live action. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. I think this is a great episode and I really had fun with it and I'm excited for next week. Me too. Can't wait. I, yeah. I Now that we mentioned Crosshair though, I'm like, I miss Crosshair. I want to see what's going on. You're right. He is the other, he's the other half of Dark well, and Broody. Well, if you think about the Resistance, right? When mm-hmm. we had, um, we had a bunch of episodes of like the crew like uh, Kaz's crew and everything while Tam was really separate and we were always like we miss Tam like that's so interesting yeah the difference here is that I found Tam's story actually more interesting as much as I loved the the people on the Colossus I really I did the 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 dichotomy between Kaz and and Tam Tam was was really really interesting so I like was always interested in that and in the Bad Batch, I'm interested in the Bad Batch and Omega and also Crosshair yeah. and like how it all fits together. So I'm actually interested in all threads equally Yeah. when I didn't feel that way with Resistance, which is – that's good. That That's like a sign of like a really solid show that I'm interested in every single character. Yeah. And I'd also say that I've seen a lot of people be like, they're just not really developing the characters enough for me to care. And I think that's fair because as like diehard Star Wars fans, I feel like I'm – always willing to accept new characters from the get-go like I'm, yeah I'm here like ready and willing and kind of figuring out which one I like the best and everything and so it's, it's interesting to hear people say like the so what is kind of missing from me from the show right now and I don't feel that way at all but I understand why people would feel that way but I also think that the show is doing a really good job of like luring people in about why you should care about x y and z yeah yeah I think it's still kind of we're now, this is the fifth episode, right? Mm-hmm. And it's still kind of Hunter that we've had the most development from. And I guess we've spent the most time after Hunter with Wrecker. Yeah. Um, and we're still, like Echo and Tech are still there. Yeah. I'm I, still waiting for more from them, even just like more screen time, right. <laughs> honestly. But yeah, I think you're right. It's like, I'm ready to just like go on this adventure because it is Star Wars and because 
we're lucky that we already knew the Bad Batch too from Clone Wars. Yeah. So, and I think I think we were talking about this the other week of people who come into just Bad Batch without the familiarity of the Clone Wars right. or didn't watch it, whatever it is, right? It's just one of those those fun things about Star Wars of what have you seen, what haven't you seen, yeah. and how that impacts your viewing. I mean, of course, everyone's going to have a different opinion about something. So I'm I'm not even like I don't I brought this up and I know it sounded like a lot of people have a negative opinion. I really don't find that. I feel like yeah. a lot of people are really enjoying the show and everything, but. I think something that you brought up in this episode when we were watching it together was, yes, you're right, that we haven't gotten enough tech yet. I think we've gotten more Echo than we've gotten enough tech, honestly, especially like last episode. And with tech, this episode, it kind of confirmed that tech always, you said this, always knew where Omega was. Like last episode, he was like, she's hanging from a spire. (laughs) She is in the... She's in the, the, you know, the, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. She's in the, she's, she, he was tracking her on the camera. Yeah. And then now in this episode, when she was like shimmying across the, uh, the, the line, yeah, yeah. She was like, well, these rings are right there. Yeah. Our comlinks are off. And yeah. Tech is like, we don't need comlinks. She's right, right up there. there. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that it's like, it's obviously clear that Tech is like the smartest one, like yeah. the most like clued in one about like everything, but also, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm waiting, waiting for more Tech. Yeah. I'm waiting for more Tech too, because he's, he's, He's probably my favorite out of the crew. He's the one that I liked the most after we finished the Clone Wars. Yeah. So I'm I'm ready for Mary Tech. I do I do like his kind of quippiness. Mm-hmm. Um, I love his interactions with Wrecker. This episode when they were talking about like, well, how did how what are our odds of surviving this, or how did we get ourselves in this predicament? And they all look at Tech, and Tech is like, excuse me, <laughs> like uh, every other mission we've had, we've had the backing of a military and the the reigning government we did not have that this time i've never dealt with slavers he like goes through this whole list of things he's like i have no data on this in order to prepare us so true actually (laughs) which i think is interesting and and to our point uh last week i think about having almost like record and tech be easy outs as far as like the strength and the the brains and the brawn Mm -hmm. of it all of putting tech in situations where there isn't data and having him like figure out what to do I think is interesting um, and is good for that character. I will say the only like the smallest of complaints with this episode, not even complaints, just notes is Wrecker taking off his shackles. Yeah. That like was afterwards. Immediate. Yeah. Even though he was like trapped beforehand. I was like, why didn't you do that five minutes ago? Yeah. <laughs> I think there's sometimes a problem with a character who is the brawn of the group. Yeah. Of it always be, we've talked about this before, I think Yeah, about it always being an easy out of like, why couldn't Wrecker just like, destroy this why couldn't wrecker just have done this and i think that's why they're going to probably take him out of commission in the same way that you were talking about like what happens when tech doesn't have access to tech yeah and what happens when wrecker doesn't have access to wrecking stuff that's exactly what's going to happen and that's a good point and i think that i mean i i feel like all of the characters strengths are continuously tested um but with the the head hitting and everything uh I feel like it, it, I think Wrecker is going to be taken out somehow. Mm. I don't think he's, I don't think he's, obviously, I don't think he's going to die, but I think no, that's something. Out, just... Yeah, I think something is going to happen where it's a big moment of like his yeah. chip needs to be removed. He's like sedated or something, has to be sedated. They're going to have to like tie him down. Yeah, something. Oh my God. Something... Find something that can contain Wrecker. I'm definitely going to cry. <laughs> it's amazing to me how they've actually built up Wrecker as a character that I'm like straight up obsessed with because I just wasn't. I keep talking about this, but I just, it's kind yeah. of blowing my mind. And to my earlier point about how people 
I've heard people be like, I'm waiting to care. I'm like, I'm not waiting to care. I'm waiting for like to know more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because I definitely care. Well, I wonder if it's kind of almost, it's almost like they're going down a line of character development. Yeah. Like we started with Hunter, now we're on Wrecker and then we're going to, and like Echo's kind of threaded more throughout that, but next is tech. Yeah. And so I wonder, I don't know. I don't know if that's, like the best way to do it, but it's working right now. Yeah, I, you know always, what I, mean? I always wonder how things like one read, right after the other read when you would stream it versus yeah. week to week. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I thought that a lot about resistance too. About like, okay, sometimes here we were like, oh, another creature of the week episode. But like, would we feel this way if we were streaming it all together? Yeah, binging it. Yeah, because like some a show has to have ebbs, ebbs and flows of like quieter episodes, louder episodes, more deeper episodes. Like it just they can't all be the same or else they're all the same. Yeah. And I I just wonder I don't know if that we're actually going down the line that way, but I think if if we were to binge the entire series, I wonder if like we wouldn't feel that way at all. I don't even feel that way. I don't know. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't either. Yeah. I just think it's interesting that I don't know. I guess Wrecker was probably I don't know if I expected him to have such a prominent role early in the series, but I'm glad he did cuz yeah, it's like I love him it's like <laughs> very quickly became obsessed with wrecker yeah and his relationship with omega and it's definitely the sweetest so it's the one that's gonna hurt us the most <laughs> i know it's gonna be so bad <laughs> it really is it's yeah. gonna be so much i don't know <laughs> i'm so stressed <laughs> it's just it's not a matter at this point it's not a matter of if it's just a matter yeah of when. last time we talked about this the threes yeah the threes it's been three actually someone pointed out that it he also hit his head in the first episode too he did. It's been and now it's, it's the been third like time that he's talked about it. Yes, that's true. We've seen him hit his head a lot. This is the third time he's talked about it. Yeah. So I'm st- stressed. Yeah. I'm stressed. Yeah. It, yeah. Not a matter of if, matter of, of when. when. <laughs> I think mid season. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. All right. Well, do we have anything else to say about this episode? It was a great one. I don't think so. I really enjoyed this episode. I thought it was super fun. I love the action and pacing. I love this this batch, this crew. And I love, I love Omega just being with them. And I don't know. I think she's a great character and I really love her. Bad <laughs> And batch. she must be protected at all costs. At all costs. At all costs. And I think Bad Batch is like at all costs. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's actually, it's great to see how fast there's no like, oh, Omega's like, it, and she has created a different dynamic. Like even with the fact that they gave Omega Crosshair's calm. Yeah. I actually wonder if they're going to go down that path at all. I don't know if this is possible because I don't understand comlink technology, but it's fiction. Anything could happen. Mm-hmm. The fact that Crosshair's comm has now been given to Omega and Crosshair is technically tracking or like might be in the future tracking the Bad Batch. Does he have access, have access to that? com that number or something i bet they would have scrambled it that number i bet they did scramble it memorize their phone number yeah their I, don't com I don't know so cute. yeah i but just before we wrap up the the whole replacement of omega with cross omega crosshair uh we were talking about that last week too of kind of remember she had his armor or his uh weaponry that she pulled out and she has that whole conversation with hunter about it and now she has his comm link and more than that too the kind of going back to the bow like we said earlier the bow is kind of the most similar to crosshair skill of shooting target precision so i think that's interesting actually yeah. um yeah just 
food for thought. Food for thought. Food for thought. Things to note for the future. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that is going to wrap up this episode all about Bad Batch, episode five, Rampage. Had a great time with it. Hope you guys did too. And yeah, if you want to follow us online to talk more about Bad Batch and all things Star Wars, you can find us on Twitter at SkytalkersPod. Or our personal handles, Charlotte's is at Clarity, mine is at Caitlin Flusher. We also have our website, skytalkers.com, our Instagram, Facebook, our TikTok. As a reminder, I don't think we've talked about this Mm -hmm. on Bad Batch episodes, but Charlotte and I have been reading the Revenge of the Sith novelization on TikTok Live. So if you're into that, want (laughs) to join along, we're on Chapter 5 right now. (laughs) You can follow us and get notifications for when we go on live and read the Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith novelization and cry. And <laughs> if you haven't left us a review yet on iTunes and are interested in leaving us a five star review, that would really help our show out and find other help other people find our show. And if you're interested in other ways to support us, you can also head on over to our Patreon and check out our reward tiers there. Yes, and I want to say a huge thank you to these patrons: Martin, Jonathan, Tom, Stephanie, John, Sarah, Nora, Another Skywalker, Blast Points. Efrain, Hannah, Lauren, Brendan, Nikki, Dave, and Kat. Thank you so much for supporting us. Your support means the world. Yes, thank you guys so much. And until next time, may the force be with you. May the force be with you.